Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We want to make sure you know more about our sponsor, Healing Insight Acupuncture and Holistic Medicine in St. Paul, Minnesota. Owner Senya May and her team of practitioners are dedicated to health and wellness, and part of that is making sure that our metabolisms are working efficiently. Lots of messaging about weight loss tells us that we should just be exercising more and eating less, but what if you feel like your metabolism is broken? Senya focuses on balancing your body and repairing your metabolism, which means that weight loss feels effortless again. After more than a decade of working with patients on their digestion and metabolism, the Healing Insight team developed a proprietary acupuncture method for weight loss, one that nobody else in the country is using. Their holistic metabolic acupuncture programs combine specialty acupuncture techniques with herbal medicine to repair your metabolism, restore your energy and digestion, and stimulate your fat cells to burn more efficiently. So my mom, Susie, went to Senya for help before my sister's wedding and raves about this program. She says, not only did I lose those extra pounds that had crept up, but my energy level was off the charts. I love feeling balanced. Stop the ups and downs and visit HealingInsightOnline.com to see Senia's gorgeous new website and learn about healing your metabolism and all of the other women's health treatments available. That's HealingInsightOnline.com. I'm Elizabeth Reese. I'm Marjorie Punnett. And this is Best to the Nest, the podcast that is all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. Gobble, gobble, Marjorie Punnett. <laughs> gobble, turkey gobble. day upon us. <laughs> yes. We are talking about Thanksgiving 2020 today. But before we get to that, uh, have you seen the Christmas tree at Rockefeller's? <laughs> it's the saddest Christmas tree ever. It is so uh, just indicative of 2020 <laughs> where it's just not quite there. And I'm so sad for that tiny little owl, oh, so that cute. little tiny owl oh, who traveled from wherever the tree was harvested to New York City and then opened its eyes and thought what we have all thought during 2020, which is WTF. <laughs> WTF is going on is what that owl thought. I'm sure was like, I am in a concrete jungle. I'm in a world I don't recognize and nothing feels like it should. And that is how we've all felt this year. 2020. It's little eyes, Elizabeth. The picture I I saw is in a little blanket and it's exactly that his eyes. It's owl eyes anyway. So they're like wide open, like definitely WTF. And that's bringing him home, right? He's going home. I haven't heard. I think he was somebody, they, like some bird refuge was taking care of him now, but I don't think that's good enough. But is he no. separated from his mama? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just, but I mean, the bird is spending Thanksgiving like many of us are going to spend Thanksgiving away from our families. So uh I think uh it, it just gets, it keeps getting stranger and stranger, I think, for all of us. And when I look back to 
end of February, beginning of March, when all of this hit, there were so many people that really thought, "Oh, this will be this will be gone in two weeks. This will be done yeah. in three weeks." Yeah, and if I we never can just thought- shut everything down for three weeks. We can get a handle on it and get back to normal. And we'll it's be fine. It's been 11 months. Yeah. We're the United States of America. We handle stuff like this. Well, apparently we don't. No. And it's gone. The numbers are, the numbers really are through the roof. I think I was looking them up yesterday and let me grab it. It said the U.S. reported 170,000 new coronavirus infections on Wednesday, Yikes. according to data compiled by John Hopkins University. So when you get to that number, I don't even know how you contact trace anymore. There's no contact tracing. I think you just have to sort of assume when you go out in the world that you're looking at people who have the coronavirus and that you have to beware. And that's a very strange place to gather family where you're sort of looking around the table like, yeah, is it you? Is it you? So, you know, what's odd about it, Marjorie, is that I and I this just kind of popped in my mind as you were talking about this is that this is collectively – People are very unhealthy, right? We're dealing with this yeah. virus. So there are a lot of, and I mean that just like in terms of there are a lot of sick people out and about. Right. But in my family, like my immediate family, this is the healthiest my children have ever been. I mean, they are so healthy, Marjorie. There's not a sniffle coming out of these children. And we are into late November, which usually by this huh. point, somebody has had some sort of cough or fever or something. And you think about like the impact of social distancing and cleaning and being really conscious of washing hands and all of those things. Right. And I think about the impact that that is having on other illnesses. Like COVID-19 is part of the coronavirus family. It's a sick, right. twisted, sad family. Um, and so <laughs> the most there, dysfunctional there are family other members of that dysfunctional family that are constantly out to wreak havoc on everybody. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that like the side effect of protecting yourself from COVID-19 is that you are protecting yourself from so many other bugs that are out there. I mean, that's been the thing. like, I just haven't had a single day where my kids have woken up and I've been like, oh man, somebody's Here got a go. sniffle, but we still send them to school anyway, right? Yeah. And you know, this is the time your kids are between a couple of months and five years old. Right. And for anybody that's in that stage of life with kids, you just know, starting about October, you go into a daycare center and it's just noses streaming. It's oh, just, you know, it's no. just the grossest, grossest thing. But you're, right. that's he really fortunate. It's gross, he says. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He wants to chime in on this conversation. <laughs> well, that's an interesting side effect of this. And I, I was actually thinking about this too yesterday, that once all this is done, will I continue to wear masks? And certainly in parts of Asia after the SARS virus went around, Masks became a part of everyday life no matter what. Yeah, you so, you just regularly see them. I mean, if yeah. you see images of like a street in a lot of Asian countries, you see people – you'll see a few people with masks regardless. Right. You know, pre, pre, pre-corona, pre post-SARS. And I think for me, I am not so sure that I will stop wearing masks once this, once this is all done because at least through flu season – because this yeah. has been I don't I I got sick last week and I've been sick for about about 7 days and getting sick in the midst of the coronavirus not cool having to get a doctor having to figure out what's going on with you is 
terrible. So I'm glad your kids have been healthy, and I'm glad that is one of the side benefits. And I hope that's true for so many families with young children that at the very least, the blessing out of this is their kids aren't getting hit with all those other things, which are still scary when you have little kids. I know. Scary and uh, annoying and feeling like you don't know what to do and making those decisions of do we take them in? Do we not? How bad is this? Is the fever going to go up at night? Those things are the, the stuff that's really stressful when you have little kids at home. Yeah, and especially a newborn. So Thanksgiving 2020, what is your family doing this Thanksgiving? What are the choices? Because every family is having this discussion right now of what are we going to do for Thanksgiving? We're getting together with just like our little immediate pod of people that we've been consistently exposed to. So that's that's the choice that we've made and that's kind of the the risk assessment that we've been through. So that's what's working for us. It's an interesting thing because I like hesitate to even say that because I just know the level of judgment that's happening. Do you get scared to say I'm going to go on an airplane? People are like, ah, I actually had for someone doesn't work for other people. I had a doctor's appointment yesterday. And so I was talking to the doctor and I told her I was traveling and she wasn't, she was, the look on her face was a little bit of shocks too big a word, but somewhere between she was surprised. It was a little was bit more dismay, than, like a twinge of dismay, twinge of dismay, <laughs> twinge of surprise, twin twinges of why are you doing that? Yeah. And every decision is a personal decision and I'm taking it very seriously, but I have had to travel quite a bit since the pandemic started because my mom was very sick in May, was in the ICU and then the rehab center, which I've talked about on the podcast. So my family was gathering and I have to say that was surreal is I saw my sisters more over the summer than I've seen them in the last three years because we were all getting together to try and figure out and to be as much as we could be with my mom, with my mom. I mean, there are classic pictures from the summer, Elizabeth, where we insisted that my mom be put in a room on the first floor with a window so that she could see us. Yeah, And you should see the pictures. It's all of us together at the window making fools of ourselves, you know, being goofy and passing the phone to one another to try and talk to her, but then wiping down the phone with disinfectant. And it was nuts. But but I will say this, my mom said in the midst of that, what she remembers, because she was very close to dying. She remembers thinking, I I can't die. Look at all those people. I can't die. (laughs) So it it mattered that we were there with her. And and as I talked about and cried. I can't die. Look at all of them. (laughs) Look at those goofballs. They've lost their minds. They need me. (laughs) I can't leave them now. I know. They need me now more than ever. Ever. Um, so it, it, family matters. And I know it's a personal decision, but our governor earlier this week came out and I'm not going to get political, although I might say this was a little too, a little too much too late, but he came out to give guidance, guidelines for Thanksgiving. And he was saying that these are the things, if you're going to gather, this is what you should do and how you should do it. And I went and read the comments and he's trying. I I mean, he's trying. He's now telling people to wear masks. So, I mean, I'll I'll go with you now because you're trying, but the comments underneath his suggestions and his suggestion to mask wear were so vitriolic and ugly. 
Yeah. And I just thought, how are we here? Yeah. And so I will, I will, I will tell everybody my plans and hope that people will understand that I am going to be very mindful. So I am flying. I decided that was better than driving because it would take me three days to get there because I drive slowly and I can only drive so many hours at a time. So I'd probably have to get two hotel rooms. So I just thought it's better just to go up in the air. And I've done this before. And so my flying uniform, I have a very strict protocol for myself is I get to the airport about an hour before. I tuck myself into an airline club of which I'm a member, which are virtually empty now because those were mostly business travelers. Right. I Nobody's go in traveling a quarter, for business. I go in a corner by myself and I get two shots of whiskey. Yes. And <laughs> I like your style. I'm in. You're I'm in. with you. Because I feel like that's a disinfectant. So, yeah, like, so far, I'm totally with you. So then, and then, now the whole time until I get my shots of whiskey, I have on my uniform, which is, I wear uh, all black, just look very serious. Yeah, that's I have, I have, yeah, that's sort of what I do anyway. I wear my KN95 mask, my foam goggles. <laughs> Marjorie. <laughs> okay. That I listen. You do you. There's no judgment here. You do you. But the foam goggles, the foam goggles. That and, is hilarious. <laughs> and then there's one more step. Then I have like this fisherman's cap that yeah. has the plastic that goes around it, and I pop that on my head. And so Marjorie, you look like the human version of that owl. It's <laughs> exactly what you look like. You are the human version That's of right. that owl. Thing. Yes, yes. Very small like that owl too. So it was just like you going WTF. Very (laughs) wide eyed. But you know, Elizabeth, I was thinking about this. So I'm going to spend, I'm going to spend Thanksgiving with my husband. I have one son in Minnesota who will be spending it alone. I have another son in Chicago who will be spending it alone. So we'll be on a Zoom call. I've sent them each $100 to go get the Thanksgiving or make this Thanksgiving dinner of their dreams. And we'll spend it all together on Zoom. So it's yeah. going to be going to be kind of sad because I, I really do miss them so much and not being able to see them. So that's going to be very strange for us. But it's but. just going to be it's just a very bittersweet thing. It's yeah. just like everything with this year. I mean, you can find things that you're grateful for and you can see that maybe on the other end of this, there are good things. And I know we've talked a lot about silver linings that we're finding in our lives, right. but it doesn't change the fact that it's sad and that you're grieving the traditions. I mean, traditions are what make us who we are. That's Traditions are so important. And when you don't get to have those things, it, it feels sad. And I just, I don't know, you know me and my stance on gratitude, and particularly as we're talking about Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, I think gratitude is important. And I think recognizing Gratitude is so important, but I also think we can get to this like toxic gratitude level where you can be at a space where Marjorie, like it would be so easy for people to go, well, at least you get to be with your husband or at least you have children. At least you have this. It's there is finding things to be grateful for and reminding yourselves of those things and putting those at the forefront every day is an important individual practice. But reminding others to be grateful when they are expressing grief for things that they're missing is not helpful. It's just not. This has become our Thanksgiving tradition here on Best to the Nest is when Elizabeth preaches about gratitude, which I love. (laughs) Sister preach. 
Sister Preach, when I say stop forcing everyone to be so grateful. Well, I will tell you. Stop it. Stop it. I will tell you. I am searching for things privately to be grateful for. I'm grateful that my family, you know, my immediate family is healthy. Right now within my extended family, I have two nieces and nephews that have COVID right now. Uh. So they are, they are champions and they'll come through it fine. I am praying. But I think the fearful thing about, and this is where I have to sort of keep my anxiety under control is the, the the weird thing about COVID, and this is not a new thought, but it's what preoccupies my uneasy mind, is that COVID is a wild card. Yeah. that's And that's what everybody's saying. You know, that's why this is different. That's why right. if you're unhealthy to begin with or you have any pre-existing conditions, it's a very scary thing. But even for the young, you know, some people it's like a bad flu. Some people it's just like a bad cold. Yeah. Some but people for- it's nothing. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I had a headache and I couldn't taste for a couple days. But it's that wild card nature of it that's very frightening. You know, when we talk about what we should be grateful for, I was sort of last night going through my last month. And Elizabeth, this is my last month. It started with flying home to Arizona and being on a plane that hit a flock of birds yeah. and had to make an emergency landing. That one wasn't great. Yeah. But grateful you survived. Okay. Grateful you could have been survived. dead. The plane could have crashed. Okay. Here keep going. Go. Into getting very, very sick in the last two weeks and having to go to an emergency room in the midst of COVID. Yeah. And yeah. I'm thinking, I can't, I can't do any more of this. I just <laughs> need for things to be easy. I need mm-hmm. them to be normal again. And mind you, I'm a person that I don't feel like I lead a very dramatic life or that I've had lots of misfortune. And I feel like now I had somebody text me last night, Elizabeth, and they're like, how are you? And I couldn't even answer because I didn't want to be one of those people that was like, let me tell you how I am. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be that person. So I just know that Thanksgiving is going to be lovely and that 2021 – it's just going to be the most kick-ass year ever. <laughs> That's how I'm looking at it. I think it's it's got to be better. It is funny to think about what you thought 2020 was going to look like. And I remember specifically having a conversation with my husband where this is – so 2021, we both turned 40. And so this year we're still 39 and we did not know at the beginning of 2020 that we were going to have another baby. Um, But I remember him saying, you know, this is going to be his best year professionally. Like he was just feeling like he was finally like really just hitting his stride. This is going to be his best year professionally. And then it's turned out to be the hardest year professionally. I don't know. It is certainly a reminder that you just, you just never know what the next minute can bring. I mean, if if you were having trouble being present yeah. <laughs> prior to this, I I think that hopefully this has been a lesson in being present because there yeah. is just nothing that you can control other than the current moment. And so worrying so much about the future or obsessing about it is a waste of the present moment. I mean, was what that is it, essentially what anxiety is, right? right. I mean, it's losing right. the present moment because you're so worked up about what the next moment can be. And and listen, if you haven't have felt some anxiety during this, 
God yeah. bless you. I don't yeah, know really. who you are. You're either you have a great therapist or you're on amazing meds. <laughs> because because you're not human. That, there you're is not no human. way to avoid the anxiety at this point. Well, Marjorie, I want you to have a great Thanksgiving, and um, I hope that you know whatever your Thanksgiving looks like. I mean, I just hope that there can be some of the traditions that you love that you get to still. Do. We're going to do a fun little wine tasting thing, oh, which will be fun. Oh, good. Oh, that'll be do wonderful. like a blind wine tasting to figure oh, out that's... more about what we like. You know, oh, I'm going to bake up some homemade sourdough. And oh. apparently there's going to be a brisket involved in addition to the turkey, which I'm always up for a second meat option. So oh, that's there you go. Great. There you go. Oh, well, that's going to be wonderful. And, <laughs> and we be know Heathy. we're running out of time when Heathcliff starts to lose it. And it'll be Heafy's first Thanksgiving. And, yes! you know, that will be my bright spot as well as your family's bright spot for 2020 is Heathcliff. Heathcliff! What right. are we most grateful for? It's Heathcliff! Heathcliff! <laughs> if you are enjoying this podcast like Heathcliff is, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review at Apple Podcasts. Okay, do I have time to read this one? Yes, you do, if you don't mind a little Heathcliff in the background. Not at all. So uh, Peggy wrote this about our episode on women being the shock absorbers of COVID. She said, I absolutely love your podcast. Elizabeth's description of Zooming with Heathcliff just outside the screen, <laughs> just outside the screenshot, brought back a memory of many years ago. I was at a meeting where I was pitching why our local nursery school deserved to receive a small portion of our United Way charity. Good for her. I had my baby in my lap as I nervously spoke, and after I was nearly done, I glanced down from my notes to make sure I hadn't left anything out. I was shocked to see that my baby had unbuttoned my shirt, and all I could see was a glaring shot of my breasts presenting to all listening. I just turned 60, and your podcast can take me back in time and also help me keep my nest the best. Thank you so much from Peggy. Can you Peggy, you are the best. That is amazing. It's just a boob. It's just a boob. Free the nipple, Marjorie. I know you love that. I had forgotten. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. Find <laughs> us on Facebook and Instagram at Best of the Nest or go to bestofthenest.com to subscribe to our newsletter. We are the podcast that brings you home. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.